4: Blog Talk Radio.
3: morning everybody, it's your boy, Toph, coming at you again for another episode of Unpopular, representing PWP Nation. Uh I know we said this already, but we hope everybody had a uh, happy holidays and merry Christmas and happy new year and all that stuff. Now, today is January 28th, 2020. We're doing a Tuesday morning show. I uh, I'm um I like the the Tuesday slot. It's, it's different. You know, normally we do Fridays, but um there's just so much wrestling now. Tuesday isn't that bad. So, you know, I'm getting up to it. I uh, hope everybody's having a good day and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Royal Rumble and some other things. Um, I have K and me who uh, did message about, I want to say, maybe five minutes ago. And uh, right now he's uh, dealing with some stuff. But uh, he's going to try his best to call in and uh, kind of give his coverage of uh, what happened with the Kobe thing on Sunday. Uh, It was a really Sunday afternoon. Uh, He lives in the Los Angeles area. We'll talk a little bit about that. It was a rough day for everybody. But um, yeah, you know, just going to have just a nice Tuesday morning show. And uh, I kind of like it. It forces me to wake up most of the time. So uh, the guest call in number is 347-205-9868. That's 347-205-9868. And, of course, I have to plug my Twitter because uh, Jay always tells me Twitter, 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 Twitter plug. And uh, my Twitter plug is tof Knows Best. I use it every now and then. And with that, uh, I see John called in. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring in John to see how he's doing. Uh, hey, morning, John. What's going on?
0: Good morning. What's uh, What's doing? <sighs>
3: I'm doing okay. I was thinking about, like, having some cereal, but I thought against it. Instead, I got some protein bars. I'm not sure if you like to have protein bars, but um, I like to have them sometimes.
0: Okay. I've been going since 6, 6 a.m., so I'm past cereal
4: and all that stuff. I'm
3: almost ready for work. Sorry. Are, are you doing an all-nighter today?
0: No, it's just, you know, the kids get up and, you know, the mm-hmm. big guys got to go to school. School, the little guy's got to go
4: to daycare, so you know, got, you know, gotta make it work. Oh, okay, all right, I
3: feel you. I feel you. Uh,
4: well, um, yeah, right now I'm just. Uh,
3: um, right now we could just I'm, we could just uh, do business as usual until K and uh, E calls in. Uh, he said he'll call in at some point, probably maybe thirty minutes or so, and till then we can just focus yeah, in on I'm wrestling.
0: Really I mean, I've I've been watching. I I I ever since you sent that message out on Sunday, I was kind of hooked to my TV, and I ha- was yesterday and stuff like that. You know about the Kobe news, but yeah, I forgot he's in California, and, and you know, is he in Los mm. Angeles? Or, you know, I forgot yeah, yeah, he he's is. in a... I really yeah, he's in Los Angeles. Not that it changes anything, but I really am interested in like a actual take on what it is over there cuz I'm sure it's one of those things where tv and social media and you know who's putting a video live on youtube is not doing it justice
3: yeah you know and i can tell you i can I was, tell you exactly what was going on on um, on my end the crazy thing about it is uh, uh it's unfortunate you have a lot of um um not just celebrities but you know people pass away every day and a lot of times just um so much negativity happens it's uh, it's hard to remember. It's hard to distinguish all of them. And what was crazy to me about yesterday well not yesterday, but uh, um that particular Sunday was uh it was a it was a very quiet Sunday mostly. Uh I know the Grammys were happening on Sunday and of course you had the uh War Rumble itself happening later But uh, I had the TV on, and uh, I was actually doing laundry. I want to say it was like uh, maybe 2.10, 2.15. And uh, I usually leave the TV like on like ABC, NBC, CBS. Sometimes I'll leave it like on MSNBC or the Weather Channel, just something basic. And uh, it was really just kind of a quiet day. Um, nothing was really going on in the news that was, uh, like, newsworthy or anything, and, uh, you know, sometimes you have your cell phone or your smartphone or whatever, and it'll give you, like, a notification, like, on a big news story, and usually, for me, it's like a wrestling story. Very rarely will it ever give me a a news story that's non-wrestling, and uh, I remember it sent me a little message that said that uh, Kobe uh, was dead, and... When I saw that, my first thought was, um, I don't know if you remember this, John. This happened a long time ago, but I remember it vividly because I was on school. Do you remember the death hoax with Jeff Goldblum?
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, there was a there was yeah. a death hoax yeah. with oh, with yeah, Jeff Goldblum.
0: Yeah, There's been a million. Yeah. Of, um, you know, this one dies, that one dies, and then it turns. Yeah, it's, yeah. I
4: think it's yeah. A our,
0: website That does it. And yeah, they yeah.
3: Yeah, that was uh that was the first thing that came in my head when I saw that cuz cuz I just the message on the phone just said that Kobe uh was dead and it, it didn't you know really have any context. Me?
0: You know what got me? You you sent the um the thing on the PWT chat from TNZ. But you know what got me was I immediately, because I was home, I flipped to ESPN. I figured that would be the best one to go to. Nothing. Right. I went yeah. to the NBA Network. N- nothing. I like, yeah, okay, it was a weird you know, day. You know, but it turned out, I mean, as we learned later on, it turned out everybody was just trying it because there was so much stuff out there, you know, as far as who was on the plane. What happened? You know, then there was a video floating around of, that people were saying was the actual crash footage, which ended up it wasn't. I, right. You know, even though it took ESPN like a half hour, I'm glad they did because that means they got it right. You know, at one point, mm-hmm. all Kobe and his three daughters were on the plane. Then at another point, none of his kids were on it. I mean, on the helicopter. So it was like there was a lot of just – and then once it really hit, like, what the reality of everything was, then it was just like, you know, it,
4: it was
3: – Right. It, it
4: was you know, like, a lot
3: of times it's, uh, it's ironic, too, not in a, it's a, not, not, not in a humorous way, because, um, you know, the cruel irony of it all is that this all happened on the day of the Royal Rumble and you know this is something that you and me have talked about numerous times before on um the you know the older show we had is that um as a wrestling journalist or as a wrestling fan um the royal rumble is one of the worst days of the year because you have so many clickbait um confirmations of people mm-hmm. spotted in the same city as as the rumble and yeah. whether or not the story is true or not What happens on that particular day is you just have a lot of news sites, wrestling news sites, that are just trying to generate traffic. They're trying to get the the first click before some other site does it, but they don't ever do their homework to confirm. And then when it doesn't happen the way they said it does, they'll just say the whole plans changed bullshit. No one ever really mans up and says, I was wrong, I was wrong. I, I call that the TMZ culture, because TMZ does that a lot. That's one of the main reasons why I don't like TMZ, not just in wrestling, but in general, because every time there's bad news, like there's someone, owed.
4: I think
0: you said it on Sunday was mm, whether you like them or not, unfortunately, when it comes to stuff like this, it's
4: pretty
0: accurate. Like, okay, it's one thing to say, oh, so-and-so hooked up with another girl that's not his wife at a bar. Okay, and you get that wrong because they were talking. You got a picture of them talking together. I've never, mm-hmm. to the, to be fair, seen CMG say somebody died and they did it.
3: Right, I think they were the ones you know that broke saying, the I, Michael Jackson story back then. I think they were. I uh, could be wrong. It's been a long time, but uh, I think they broke the Michael Jackson story first. Yeah. I think they broke the uh, James Brown story first. I don't remember Whitney Houston. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I know they He's always report had. it when a wrestler dies. So, yeah. Um um you know, so like It was the, just a crazy day.
0: On the flip side, when everyone had, and I mean, I know what the end result ended up being anyway, but when everyone had Carrie Fisher dead initially, mm-hmm. um, you know, remember she had a heart attack. Like she had the she had the heart attack on the plane and then there were conflicting reports whether she died right away or, you know, or not. I mean, she ended up dying a few days later, but they were actually the ones that said she's not. She had not passed away. Did, did they actually? Right. Say not. They. I mean, they said it was a serious situation. You know, this and the other thing. But to be fair, they never they they backed away when everyone in their mother was swearing that she died on that plane. Um.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they were the ones that said, you know, no, she hasn't, you know,
4: you know, but, right. I mean, listen, you
0: know what, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how it got recorded or whatever. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, everything is what it is at this point. You know, you know, the reality ended up being what it is. And, you know, it just, it sucks. But
4: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, listen, you know, I mean, he he was he was something else in a positive way you know sometimes you know a lot of times you use that phrase and it's, it's got a negative connotation behind it. with him it you can't say that negatively and I know some I, I don't want to get too much into this because it's just going to make me angry because I saw a lot of it on Twitter Sunday and you know, it's, it, it, it really is getting me to a point where I'll probably end up with a terminal case of Me Too um, if I really delve into it. But you know what? This was not the time for people with agendas, and unfortunately most of them are cut from the same cloth to bring up the bullshit that was 2003. And I saw a lot of that on Sunday. And I, I'm sorry, but...
3: What confuses you know, me about that is is even if you do fit in that agenda, the bottom line is it wasn't just him that died up there. It was seven other people. So to, to say, so, like, if I'm one of those LBGT feminist people, that's glad he's dead. But if you're saying that, then you're also saying that you don't care right. about the seven other lives out the other there. One. You don't care oh, about yeah. the fact that his 13-year-old daughter was up there. And to me, that's right. just a, excuse me for saying, that's just a piece of shit thing to say. It is. You right. know? No, like, don't don't, don't
0: apologize for saying it. You're 100% right on the money. That's exactly what it is. And I'm sorry, but you know what? Now now, now the door is open, and fuck it. I'm, you know, you get these stupid, you know, women's live fucking miserable fucking cunts who are bringing it up, you know, it's like, like, don't fuck yourself, you know? Like, you know, half of them were probably even were barely alive in 03 to know the details on it, to know that, you know, you know, he was acquitted and she was actually charged with making up a false accusation. You know, you know, It's
3: like, That's the thing about those kind of stories. The more years go by, a lot of people don't even remember how it happened. They just exaggerate, like, the truth of what actually happened, you know. So I was a teenager when that happened, and I do remember somebody was acquitted. I do remember that.
0: It fits a tweet. That's what it is. Oh, I'm going to be controversial, and here's my 240 characters of you know me spewing this bullshit out, and if anyone comes at me, I'm just gonna block them. Or one of them was like, I forget one bitch fucking said something, and I was like, oh well, now I'm gonna mute this conversation. Have some fucking backbone, right? You know, and, and stand by your comments. You know, it, it's it's a lot. You know, you know. I'm surprised that other piece of shit that Kristen Ashley ha- didn't say anything cuz she you know, she's another fucking mm-hmm. piece of shit, you know.
3: Um so to give a timeline to uh, you know, those kind of events, uh the story uh have had a uh, been going out went out like around the 215 220 and then uh TMZ's website actually went down because uh, the article that I – the link that TMZ posted, many people, myself included, had clicked on it, and the link was down. And in some so areas of the country, thinking, and maybe
0: – Which had people thinking, okay, ESPN doesn't have right. it. NBA doesn't have it. CNN doesn't have it. And TMZ is down. They're probably taking it down. Like there was – Right. You know, but
3: – Right. They're, they're fr- I mean, so then when he all was, this was happening – um. So then all that was happening, and so then the first thing that I did was uh, I was like, well, let me we go to the source. So I went on Twitter and just put in Kobe, and it was just a lot of people just saying that they had heard something but no confirmation. And then all I right. was like, let me go ahead and message KME because KME lives in the L.A. area. I'm like, if anybody knows what's going on, it's is him, um, not to change stories or anything. Um, but uh, I've never told this before. I, I never told it because really there was no reason to tell it. Uh, but as an example, when when tragedies like this happen, um, the area of the world that you live in does make a difference on information filters. Um, when the Chris oh, Benoit yeah. family tragedy happened in my area, we were getting news about the Benoit stuff. I want to say we got it probably about three hours before the rest of the world did because i'm in the heart of atlanta and that's and that's where he lived right. it was it yeah. was uh i remember I, I first heard about the benoit thing i know exactly where i was i was going to i had a math test that day and i was going to a math lab because i wasn't doing too good in my math class i had like a i wasn't failing i had like a c plus average i need to do better and uh, i went to my math lab and in my math lab we had a like a big tv in there they usually just kept it like on uh uh, what's that channel like with the stocks? It's like I think it's like C S N B C or something like that. They do usually yeah, keep it there.
4: Like
3: that, yeah. and, right, I, I went in there and this was probably like um and I wasn't driving back then, my mom dropped me off and this was like I wanna say probably like maybe seven five AM in the morning. I went in there and uh, I opened my notebook and I was getting ready to go through my notes and they interrupted C S N B C which they never do unless like some serious shit happens and they talked about how a uh, a wrestler Wife and son Have been found deceased In their Atlanta building And I remember hearing that I must have been probably like How old was I? Probably like maybe you heard, 19 wait, you
0: heard about it in the morning? Hmm? You heard about it that morning?
3: Yeah, yeah Because cause, cause we live like in the heart of the Atlanta area, dude yeah, and, right, and I know, and from, yeah, I remember, and from what I remember, I, I don't know
0: where I was, I was actually, I wasn't married yet, but
3: mm-hmm.
0: I went to my wife's, I was going to my wife's house for dinner, and mm-hmm. I want to say, maybe somewhere between 6, 7 o'clock, I was driving, and my friend texted me, as I was just pulling up to her house, and he's like, all the Benois are dead. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, it, all the Benoids were found dead in the home. He's like, I just saw it. Mm-hmm. i like, oh, wow, okay. i was like, you know, I'm just going to Yolanda's for dinner, and then I'm going to go home. You know, I'll talk to you. And I, I actually got home for like the second half of the tribute. And then my dad, who always watched, who always watches the news at night, whether it be – he watches everything, though. He'll watch CNN, Fox, MSNBC. He doesn't have, like, a great one. He's just, my dad's like the type of guy, like, just as long as you're giving me the information the right way, I don't care which channel it is. You know, like, he could cipher it through, like, okay, this is bullshit. I'm switching over to this one. You know? um, And he was like, hey, he's like, he's like, are you watching? He came down, and he was like, are you watching Russell? I said, yeah. He's like, He's like, I think Chris Benoit like, killed his wife. I was like, no, no, no. They would, and he's like, no, he's like, put on, I think it was CNN, and they had like the sheriff, whatever, giving the putt. And I was like, holy shit. You know?
4: Right. Mm.
0: That was just. That's
4: just a. I, right. That's one of those days.
0: i I've, honestly enough, that's one of the best old PWP episodes ever. The Benoit show. I think it was me, you, Jay. Um, right, yeah. yeah a lot of people call in on that Bill one else was on. Yeah, there were I think Will Valvidez was on it That was a great episode That was mm-hmm. a great episode Unfortunately about a real shitty topic But That's
3: know, how it goes was. a lot of times
0: Yeah, but you know what At, but, at the end of the day, listen I, wanna, I will wrap up Kobe on this Kobe was a legend You didn't have to be a Laker fan to be a Kobe fan. And I'll be honest with you, yeah, that's where I fall. I was never a Laker fan. But you know what? God damn it, Kobe was a player. I mean, last summer, no, this past summer, actually, I went into the city with my wife, my kids, we stopped at the NBC store. And as I was on Warren, there were two guys debating LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Kobe. And dude, I didn't even hesitate. It's, It's Kobe, you know, head and shoulders above. LeBron, like you didn't ha- you didn't have to be a Laker fan to be a Kobe fan, and that's that's what people need to you
3: know. Oh yeah, M- most definitely, that's that's true. You know, he'd already um, he already. That's what
0: some people don't understand because I've seen people yeah. like you know oh you know but you were never a Laker fan you're you're a Knicks fan or you're you know a Bulls fan or you know whatever. Just because you're a fan of team A doesn't mean you can't love player so and so you know it's you know and, and in, that's in that regard
3: like. uh, and in that regard, basketball i mean sports in general uh just like professional wrestling um you have names in the wrestling business that are big names in wrestling, but like outside of that barrier, no one knows who they are, and then you have people like uh Hogan the rock. Jericho, Austin, those kind of guys that have superseded wrestling and that are just like pop culture icons. Um sports is very similar and Kobe is one of those guys that is a big name in basketball, but he's preceded it and he's a pop culture icon. My earliest memories of anything related but to Kobe is that he's, I can remember. No
4: matter
0: no matter what, I mean you know, you don't even have to be a basketball fan.
4: To, yeah, to yeah, cuz I'm not Kobe I'm not Bryan. super into like, basketball.
0: Honest, my laws couldn't tell you a single thing about basketball, but they were talking about Kobe last night.
3: Right, right, right. You know, like I don't I, ne- I never was a sports person. I'm I'm still not a sports person, but even I knew the importance of Kobe and I remember like when I was a probably it's like not, maybe like
4: maybe
3: 5th or 6th grade, I remember like growing
0: black white thing or anything like that it 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 its, it's not you know it, it it's not it 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 he just transcended almost anything you know it, it it he was just he was he was awesome and you know what you know listen, like you said before, people even celebrities athletes die all the time, and especially with athletes more often than not. You might get a quick thing around, you know, the whatever league it is, but you know, it will be maybe the um, the hometown area will really focus in on the person. This has been countrywide. You know, this isn't just you know. Okay, well. All right, While well, everyone did a quick five-second tribute, and now, you know, Los Angeles is going to handle it. Madison Square Garden was draped in purple and gold outside.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how many, you know, places around the league would do these 24-second tributes, these eight-second tributes, these, you know, stop the clock at 24.8 seconds, whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like, it. It uh you know it just shows where he is. The Grammys did something for him. WWE even mentioned something about him. Um, you know it it it, it is what it, it it is what it is at the end. You know it just shows how big he was. You know. You know so. You know it's a shame he'll be missed. You know. And you know. It, it, you know, that's all you can really say about it <laughs>
3: to wrap it up. Yeah, pretty much. The, uh, and the last thing I was going to say was that uh, as someone who doesn't, who's not a, a big sports fan, um, even i I knew about him and his legacy, because the one thing that you see everywhere, you've seen it everywhere. You've seen it at your school. You've seen it at a uh, workplace. You've seen it at random locations. It's just one of those things just just instinctual human nature. How many times have you been, like, in a room – where there's, like, a trash can, and, like, I don't know, like, maybe this happened for you. This happened for me all the time. Like, when I was in school, you know, there's, like, a trash can, and, like, people have, like, a piece of paper. They ball it up. They're too lazy to get up and oh, put yeah. it in the trash Kobe. can, so they shoot it, and they just say, Kobe, Kobe, or in the workplace. You go in the break room, and you just, you know, you're drinking, like, from a DeSena so water bad. bottle or so a... Right, you know. So that's just one of those. That, see, that's just that's just the pop culture thing. That's when you know, like you're not like you you've transcended whatever sport you that's come from, you and have you're just to like
0: basketball. To know exactly, you're you're a thousand percent right. You know,
3: you know, you know you're, you're that's right like there. the the ball head, the ball head jeans, uh, black shirt. Like that's the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, one of my one of my favorite um Nicholas Cage movies is Con Air. And I remember the villain in that movie had to look just like Stone Cold, and I think it was—I think the actor said it was a coincidence. But I've always been like, I don't know, man. <laughs> he looks kind of like Stone Cold because Stone Cold was, was blowing up around that time. But um, but yeah, um, until KME calls in because he said he might call in a little bit later, or you can just uh, go ahead and just uh, you know, we can focus more on the uh, wrestling aspect of the stuff. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. later on that day, the Royal Rumble did happen. Uh, I think the pre-show started at, uh, was it 6 five. or 5? Five? 5. 5. Okay, started at 5, but the actual yeah. show didn't start till 7, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the actual show didn't start till 7. So they were in a baseball arena again. I like that they're going back to – to baseball arenas, uh, probably because I'm just a sucker for WrestleMania 19. I've always thought that uh, baseball arenas <laughs> are cool. Apparently, they're kind of a bitch to do, but I mean, I don't care. I just like the visual you know, of it. Of you know so. what it
4: is?
0: It's hard to tear the seating up. That's what it is. It's not like even like a football stadium where you have the tear mm-hmm. because you're putting seats on the field. You can't. You can't tear them up. You had a that was that was one of the complaints i'm that's why I'm a little surprised they went back to it last year. a lot of people were saying that you know oh, it's great, I got four seats, but the problem is you know they couldn't do it because it was a bad seat because they all they were all the same level,
3: oh okay, I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying that that can be kind of difficult so yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault them on because you know one of one of the complaints not just about WWE but wrestling in general is that a lot of the shows look the same. So any mm-hmm. show that looks different, like I'm all for it, you know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean the one thing about the Rumble shows is it does have a different look to it because it's in the arena. That that you're right. That gives it a different look from. TLC, Survivor right. Series, money in the bank, you know what I'm saying? Um, it does, but again, the bitch of it is if you're not getting a first or second row floor seat, don't buy a floor seat for the Rumble while they're doing it in the baseball arenas because you're fucked. <laughs> you know that's that's the problem. You know, but the look is great. I, I, I like that that you know deep. Almost like a deep hidden entrance way, I like that um you know and it, it the show had a big time field presentation to it you know um I think the number ended up being forty two thousand which is a, a great great you know um, number for that for that for that building you know um yeah, it's, you know, I, I thought the look was great. The white ropes, I don't know if it's just me. I feel when you have a show with the white ropes, it looks so much, I don't know, it's got a cleaner presentation to it than, like, the regular traditional. What, what, color, what,
3: what color are the ropes normally? Are they, like, red or, like, black?
0: SmackDown is all blue, and I believe Raw
4: is red.
3: Okay. Yeah, the white robes do have a cleaner presentation. It does. You know, you know, just the little things. You know what I miss? I miss when the referees used to have the, um, the corresponding different shirts for the brands. Yeah. Because you know? back in the day, not just of WWE, all the promotions, the referees wore different gear. Now yeah. almost all promotions outside of New Japan, they all wear the same stuff.
4: It's uh, the white it's, and it's, black shirt, yeah.
3: Right, yeah. Okay. I remember like WCW used to have the uh, the the black pants with like the blue shirt, and then WWF mm-hmm. old school WWF had the blue shirt, but the referees would have like those those bow ties around their neck. I remember like Earl yep. Heaven used to have that, and uh, ECW used to have like the black pants, black shirt, to kind of give it more black of a gritty look. Shirt, yeah. Yep. You know, I, that's the stuff I miss, just the little stuff that can really help the yeah. uh, visual of something feel a lot yeah. better. It's, it's, you it's know?
0: funny because the last show we did two weeks ago, one of the things we talked about is no matter what company it is, there's always stuff that everybody will do the same no matter what. And you know what? That's exactly yeah. the referees are one of those things. You know, they all – they all look the same, except you're right, except for New Japan. You know, they all right. look exactly the same. If, you know, if Tom, Kim, Tom Kyoto, whatever the hell his name is, showed up on AEW or that Aubrey, what's the name, Aubrey Edwards showed up on NXT, you wouldn't really notice it because...
3: Yeah, because they all look the same. You yeah. know,
0: they, it's all the same, but, you know... Back in the, you know, Nick Patrick shows up on Thunder and then shows up on Smack. It's like, okay, it would have been a little, at least a little different, mm-hmm. you know. You were recognizing I saw,
3: yeah, uh, before we uh, go back, back into the, the, before we go back into the Rumble, uh, last night, just for a few seconds, I want to acknowledge that um, I saw a little bit of Ring of Honor where it was, uh, Uh, Marty's group, the Villain Enterprises, and they were defending This is an old taping, I think Uh, The tapings are a little bit behind But the Villain Enterprises were defending The uh, Ring of Honor six-man titles Against um, Bandino uh, Horace And one other guy, but what caught My attention was where the Ring of Honor did The taping, they did the taping On that old sound stage, I think Where they used to have WCW Saturday night And I know NXT's been there a few times As well yeah, yeah, and I, I remember, like, seeing that, and I was like, oh, man, this looks different because the way they did the entrance was uh, they came out on the stage, and then they walked down the steps, and then the ring is on the platform that, you know, because when WCW did it, the platform would actually spin. I, I don't think it does that anymore, but y- you can see, you can still see that it's an elevated yeah. platform, and um, I just remember watching that, and I was like, oh, man, this looks really good And because uh, it was the first Ring of Honor uh, show I saw in a long time, that really captivated me. Not just because the wrestling was good, was because just how different it looked. And then I I went on the network yeah. and I was like, wasn't NXT there? And I'm like, oh yeah, they were there because I remember. That, but that was like back when Enzo and whole... Cass were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a while. Been so, but 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 those things those things do make a difference. I've been I've been telling that to fans for a while. Like just having a visually different show. It, like this it's strange.
0: Not, not. Not to beat a broken record, but when NXT goes on the road, it's going to be a totally different ball game Because that look and that presentation is going to be a million times better than it will in full sale. And I, I, no I offense have a full style. that's on the same monta- mon- mon- mindset you have. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. as good as the wrestling is on NXT, and as good as the shows are, the problem is it looks like it's being in a warehouse.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, but he he's also admitted, but when I watch a takeover, I see the best wrestling show on the planet.
3: Because, it reminds me a lot of, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, TNA back in the, uh, this is before Hogan and Bischoff came. I, I don't know if you remember this, because they they did all their tapings in the asylum, I think, and yeah. then when the main event mafia stuff took off, they did an impact in Las Vegas, and that was one of the most successful impacts they had at that point. Um, they had a good rating, and uh, I remember when Thank they you. had the impact in Las Vegas, that was when a lot of fans, even I remember like even WWE fans that hated TNA, they looked at that show and they were like, "Give me more of this," and I was like, "There's something to it. There's something there." You know, when you got people that don't even like the brand, watching it and like, yeah, yeah, give me more of this. You know, so, you know.
4: That's what
0: NXT needs. Mm -hmm. Once
4: they get this
0: on the road, it's going to be a totally different ballgame. Because AEW, while I would say out of – shows so far this calendar year. They've hit home runs with three of them. I think the 1-8 show was just kind of there. But the 1-1, the anniversary show, was really good. Bash at the Beach was really good. The Jericho Crew show was really good and fun.
4: The problem
0: mm-hmm. AEW is going to have when NXT goes on the road, and I'm not talking about stories or direction or anything, because you know what, that's You gotta still make that work, but you don't have a move to top that. And no
3: fist to full sale, because some people think some some people think like it's a it's a personal attack on full sale. Full sale is a very lovely facility. But the problem is this, and I understand because I was a—I mean, I didn't graduate as, as a theater major, but that was my initial major when I was in college. I was a theater the major, the and to anyone that anyone members. that's done theaters, hmm,
4: at the end of the day, it's What's a that?
0: college
3: studio. Right, right, right. It, the the full sale is very small and it's very claustrophobic, um, and some arenas, uh, even small ones, are gifted. By having a lot of space backstage, like uh, uh, the Universal Studios for years, where uh, Impact was taped, it's Impact. small, but the but the backstage area was still big enough for them to do numerous backstage segments. Yeah. Um, same thing for the different venues that Ring of Honor does. You don't really see that many backstage segments in NXT, no, and that's not they because, because they, and they
0: can't. Have to rely too much. The problem with Full Sail too is right. when they do a backstage segment, if you really notice. It's not backstage in the sense of a traditional backstage. It's outside. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, now, yeah.
0: Now, I'm not trying to be crazy and whatever here, but at the end of the day, it's Florida, okay? you want to shoot this big backstage segment tonight, you know, oh, it's going to be great. What do you mean it's fucking thunderstorming?
4: <laughs> right.
0: the. I'm, I'm, again, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm, you know, it's a real situation. They've got to get out of there. I've heard WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania is the time frame they're looking at because they, they're signed exclusively with Full Sail through March. But I've heard After Mania, it, it might be game on, which, if, you know, I, they'll be successful. You know, they'll be successful on the road. Um you know i would and a
3: it, you know, and talk you it's a, the it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a test too like it's a test that impact learned because you know and and this isn't uh to take shots at NXT in its current form this is really more so talking about um NXT 3 4 years ago cuz we used to talk about this and and as a fan that watched TNA for years when you perform in front of the same crowd over and over and over and over, Mm -hmm. eventually you're going to be over because that crowd's familiar with you. The test is when you go to different cities, that's when you find out who's really over and who's not as over as you thought. And when TNA went on the road, you know, I mean, I I will continue to throw shade at Hogan and Bischoff, more so Hogan than Bischoff. Hogan, you know, they can – Hogan, it it doesn't matter now. It's it's, it's years, but, you know, because we used to talk about this. We debated a a lot about this. Hogan, he was like he he was convinced that guys like Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, AJ Styles, he thought that they were like local. And he thought that the stars were Jeff Hardy, Mr. Anderson, R V D so like when they went on the road he 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 didn't think those were like big guys.
0: Yeah, but you know what the problem is though with that? And I'm not defending Hogan for that mindset, but at the end of the day, that mindset was in place before Hogan ever went near there. How many times yeah, did she get our hands right. on a, a WWE guy and they mm. were world champion within three weeks? Okay? It, I mean, the biggest example of it was probably Rhino. When she got mm. Rhino and all of a sudden Rhino's winning the world title, no offense to Rhino. But he is not he's not a world champion guy. He never was. All right, well, sorry. But the main
3: but the main don't point don't that offense, we're trying guys. to make is, is that when you go on the road, that's when you know who's who's over and that's right, the, but that's but the, the true test for, for for NXT. That
0: Impact never had is NXT has takeover and also NXT will take an episode connected to the takeover. So they were able to see, okay, you know what? You know, so-and-so's over, but let's put him in front of this crowd at the Barclay Center, and let's see what happens. And and they've, they've learned both ways. Okay, this one's over, this one's not. Okay? Impact, <clears throat> the problem with impact was they never went about the way to, like, tip your foot in the water with, I don't know, World Elite, I'm just throwing something out there, first thing that came to my mind. Instead of, you know, let's have World Elite show up earlier on the card and let's see what kind of reaction they get. Instead, they were booking their impacts on the road the same way they were booking their impact at Universal, at the impact zone, and, you know, guys weren't being accepted because the same... 300 idiots that went to Universal every two weeks or three weeks, whatever, for free, weren't there, you know?
4: Right. That's
0: a little bit of the difference. Um, I think the good thing with NXT, for the most part, not everybody, because I think there there are going to be people that it's going to have both effects on when they go on the road. I think with NXT, as far as the upper-end guys, at least, you know where they stand because of the fact that they've had more on-the-road exposure since, the, since October with the, um, the travel incident. You know, you kind of got a feel for who's showing up, you know, who showed up on SmackDown, who showed up on Raw, who worked Survivor Series, who was in the Rumble this weekend, who's been making appearances on main event. You, you, you're, you, you're getting – you at least got a core idea. So now, maybe Cameron Grimes doesn't translate on the road, but you're able to reestablish Fushida on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll get those trade-offs, but I mean, the one thing NXT has is that you know UE is over. You know Lee is over. You know Ciampa, Gargano, Bauer, those guys are going to be over. You know Dunn's going to be over. Riddle's going to be over. Most of the women are going to be over, you know? You know, maybe you got to figure out, is Azia Lee going to get over or is a Vanessa Bourne going to get over? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where they'll be, you know, once they start going on the road. Plus, I think once you have that draft post-mania and you move some established names to NXT, I think that's going to help as well. So I think once NXT goes on the road, I think you'll kind of have a core idea. Like, you know, because, again, Bo Dallas was over in NXT. Adam Rose was over in NXT. The board villains
4: were over in NXT.
0: They're not over. They were never over on the main roster. Um, you know, and, that the goes, side, and
3: that goes, and and that's, that's 50-52. Some of them weren't over because they were niche gimmicks, and some of them weren't over because Vince just didn't understand the gimmicks. Adam Rose, we know what that is—the the whole dancing gimmick—that never works. The Vaude Villains—they were a niche gimmick. Bo Dallas could have worked. That was just Vince not giving him a shot and not understanding Dallas, the gimmick.
0: But, but what was Dallas' feeling? Let, let's let's be honest. You want to, you know? He was
3: a condescending. Was he was a condescending heel. That could work. You know, where, where We've is seen is that, that many times going? before.
0: Where is that character hmm? going? Is he an intercontinental champion? Probably. Um, okay. You know, the guy who I'd be the most upset about, and I feel like it's a shame because he's so fucking amazing, is Cruz. But he just he wasn't ready. Like that was just for the sake of doing. Well, well,
3: well, well what stopped was what was stopped. Is and and I don't know why is is, is you know we I've mentioned him a lot of times and every time I mention him I always have to put an asterisk next to his name. I'm not defending the guy, but I always got to bring up Vince Russo. I mean I know Vince Russo was a flawed individual, but the one thing that Russo was very good at he it was the one thing that followed him whether he was in WWF, WCW, even in TNA, the vignettes. He always was good Mm -hmm. at doing vignettes for for new guys. And he did so many vignettes for for people that when they finally debuted, you already knew who they were. Like, I remember when I was a kid being hyped for Edge's debut or being hyped for Val Venus's debut. And it was like when they debuted, you already knew who they were. And it was like when they first started calling up NXT NXT people.
0: They did the whole thing with him and the process of him getting signed. And then what was his name going to be? Okay, granted, it wasn't the old-school vignette, you know, but it was still something yeah. to talk your interest on him, you know?
3: Right. The the one that always gets me to this day is, is Tyler Breeze because when I started watching NXT, you know, the thing about Tyler that was interesting was in kayfabe, he owned the different villas across the world, and every time mm-hmm. he had a match, they would always say, from Which a the seasonal right, residence yeah. and, and wherever, wherever right? And they were doing this thing with Eva Marie when Eva Marie was still there where, uh, you know, that was before everything went to hell with her contract and all that. But they were doing that thing with Eva where, like, one week she was doing a vignette in Paris, another week she was doing a vignette in Mexico, another week she was doing a vignette in New York. And I was like, why couldn't y'all do that for Tyler? Because when Tyler Breeze debuted, Mm -hmm. I remember specifically, he just debuted on a random episode of SmackDown. And it wasn't even like a post – pay-per-view episode or a go-home
4: no, you know, episode. You know it, it was, was, was just
3: though? a random episode.
0: You know what it was, though? To be fair, Summer Ray was trying to was get, looking to get revenge back on Dolph because
4: mm. that was
0: when that whole Rusev, Lana, Summer Ray, Ziggler angle went to shit. And right. I think they were kind of strict. but the story was that Someone was bringing him in as her new guy to take out Dolph, yeah. and he did. He actually went over Dolph. The problem is right after that, he did nothing. So the way yeah. he brought him in was instead. You know, it was just, okay, but you did nothing with him afterwards.
3: Mm-hmm. All right now i got you know, some uh, notes in front of me. Uh, let's see here. As far as the uh, actual... Rumble show itself. I've always been a fan of the Rumble. Rumble's one of my favorite pay-per-views. It's the one WWE show I do go out of my way each year to always watch. If it's just like one, if you told me I only have to watch one Rumble, WWE show, it's always the Rumble, even when the product isn't very good. I've just always been a fan of the Rumble, all the different stories and stuff right there. Uh, the undercard was, was, uh, was, was fine. Uh, the Roman-Corbin match was fine. Uh, I wasn't able to see any of the pre-show stuff. I got to catch the replay on that. Um, the, uh, see the, the, the Corbin Roman thing. I like that they use the arena and they actually, uh, cause so many times you have like a false count anywhere match or whatever, and they never really use it. So it was cool that they use the
0: baseball arena.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That that was cool. You know, so again, I'm not, I'm never going to complain about them taking advantage of uh, a different arena. That was cool. Uh, what else was on this card? Um, The women's rumble Um, The women's rumble went exactly how I said it would It was a combination of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK A few surprises showing up And um, good showing from uh, Bianca She'll definitely be a champion somewhere before the year is over Um, You know, uh, overall the rumble was okay Finish was shit But uh, the rumble itself was good Um, We've talked about this before, and uh, I will just keep it very brief. Um, Ever since the brand split was brought back in 2016, like I said last year, they have focused the women's division essentially around the same five or six girls, Charlotte, Sasha, Mm -hmm. Bailey, Becky, Alexa, and I guess you can include Rhonda if you want to. I'm not going to include Ronda because she's currently not there. But if you're going to put her down there, that's fine. But basically, it's focused around those six. I applied WWE for doing that. And as a New Japan fan, I totally get it because the Fantastic Four, as they were called in New Japan, was Omega, Okada, Naito, and Tanahashi. But as much as a New Japan mark that I was, for about three years there, it was the same four dudes. It was just those four they weren't pushing anybody else and then when Omega when he left for AEW it kinda of put New Japan in a situation where they were forced to get off their ass and start pushing new people. So they started pushing Jay White, they started pushing Ibushi, you started seeing Sonata work his way up the ranks. He's still not there yet. The whole point is is that I get it. You know, SmackDown six, you know, Los Guerreros, Angle, Ben Wallach, like, I totally get it. The problem with this women's division is that they focus so much on these four horsewomen that they have not built up anybody else. Now, in this particular case, a lot of the girls are hurt. Nia's hurt, Ruby's hurt, Amber's hurt, and because NXT is its own brand now, they just can't simply call up people to fix it like they would have I mean, they can call up one or two people, but there's not going to be a mass call-up because that would be the solution if this was like two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Um, But they have basically, they haven't built up anybody else. Charlotte, um, she's been in every every mania since they brought back the brand split. She's been in a title match every single year. And it just seems like, uh, whether it makes the most sense to put her in a match or not, she's getting the Hulk Hogan thing. And I remember, uh, I think it was two years ago, Jim Ross compared Charlotte to Hulk Hogan, and people were like, "What the fuck is he smoking?" And I was like, "No, he's right, because when Hulk Hogan was in his prime, Hulk Hogan was always in some main event spot every Mania, whether or not it made sense for him to be there. He was, there he was back always there. He was always one way or you know, right another." Right, right. And but, Charlotte is that but, same way. It, it always circles back to her, even if it doesn't Charlie's make sense. First
4: because
0: I kind of – I got this phone call Sunday night. I saw people, and I think it was more so like a wishful thinking yesterday, But Meltzer kind of confirmed it today. And this is what I meant Sunday night when I said, I think I said it to everybody in the PWP chat, let it layer. And Stadden, as much of a douche as he is, even Stadden has hinted at this. It's not going to be Charlotte Becky. It's not going to be Charlotte Bailey. It's going to be Charlotte Rhea at Mania. And that
3: yeah you know what that means that's gonna um and we've talked about this before um and Rhea again is like, this belt is a, belt. This,
0: Rhea is not this is a
3: belt. this is this is uh, what we talked about before and uh this is a i guess you could say a call to arms from from NXT, to NXT fans um because we we talked about this last year cuz some people seem to think that I don't like NXT, and, and that's not true. I do like NXT. The issue that I've always had with NXT is this inconsistent narrative that NXT is its own thing. Maybe that was the case, but going forward, that's not going to be the case very soon. Because we talked about this, sooner or later, someone's going to win a Money in the Bank And they're going to cash in on an NXT champion, whether it be the women's champion or the NXT championship itself. Maybe it'll be an NXT live episode. Maybe it'll be a takeover. Maybe it'll be at like a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series where the NXT championship is defended on a main roster show. And if NXT is a brand now... If the NXT Championships are a world title now, then that means you could win the War Rumble and you could challenge for that particular brand. So, what I'm trying to say is before, NXT truly, genuinely was its own thing. But if that's true, if Charlotte challenges Rhea, then that is an acknowledgement that no, NXT is not its own thing. It is now a brand, and it is now connected to the main roster because one of the biggest inconsistencies but about NXT been, is that what goes on there
0: in the last six months, this, this, is not, yeah, but this is nothing new, and this is where this whole right.
3: thing gets What I'm saying is, well, this is, is going to upset fans. This is, is going to upset fans is what I'm trying to say. Maybe not main roster fans because for main roster fans that don't watch NXT, this but, is going to be like, like their door, you know what I mean?
0: have accepted this. They accepted this six months ago. They accepted this when they got moved to USA. You know, they accepted this I think they've
3: accepted it, John. I I think think they've accepted it. I don't think they've realized it. You see what I'm saying?
0: ...at Survivor Series. You think if they would have done this back in 2007, ECW would have had anywhere near the success they had at Survivor Series that NXT had? Absolutely not. This is not a secret that NXT is no longer this separate entity. NXT is its own brand. The only difference is Vince doesn't have his hands on it.
4: Well, that's the fair, That's really what all Vince about has, more than anything.
0: When Vince has had his hands on NXT, he's actually protected the brand. He was the guy, along with Rowling who made the call for Keith Lee to look as strong as he did at Survivor Series. Vince was the one who made the call for Shayna to win the main event. So even though you know it is his own thing, no one's denying that it. I mean, it's not his own thing. No one's denying that anymore. The difference is,
3: I don't know. I see a lot of people still in denial about it.
0: No, then you know what, and I'll I'll be the first one to say this. If you don't think NXT isn't the third brand, you're you're wrong. NXT is the third brand. The difference is NXT. Is not the C brand like an ECW one.
3: Right. Um, so with uh, the Charlotte stuff aside, uh, I want to just talk very briefly about uh, Becky Cringe, just for one minute. This is all I got to say about Becky. I'm not even gonna have like a big rant about her. For some reason, people compare her to Steve Austin. I. I don't know where that comparison comes from Because Steve Austin Steve Austin never bored me like Becky has But that's neither here nor there But the whole point I'm really trying to make is Is that um, looking back now And you know we've talked about this before Not just of Austin but Rock too. Honestly a lot of stuff like this A lot of stuff was like this in the Agile era Back then, with the exception of Triple H, nobody really had long title reigns. Not really. You know, every now and then, maybe Rock or Austin would have like two month reigns, three month reigns. But looking back,
4: Austin's, with uh, with all
3: Rock,
0: reasons, all of Rock's reigns, and this is not going to turn into a rant on Rock. All of Rock's right. reigns were transitioning.
3: Right, but what I realize is that with guys like Rock and Austin, it was always about the chase because they were champions. But yeah. like, as soon as they would win the title they would somehow get fucked over. So even though they had been champion, it had always felt like they hadn't really got a real run because they had always been screwed over. And it's always about the chase. And Becky, no offense, she's just interesting. She's she's more interesting when chasing. Because some people are are better as chasers, and some people are better as chasees. Triple H is a great chase.
0: And Austin Austin was never a bitch. Like, Be- I'm sorry, like, Becky has a yeah. panic to
4: think about yeah.
0: Oh, they're holding me down. Oh, they don't want me to do this. Oh, no, I'm getting arrested again. Don't cuff me. I've got to hold the belt with my hands. Becky, Becky is a whiny bitch, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What, I know you said you watched a good chunk of Raw last night. Did you catch her mm-hmm. promo, though? Her, I don't know. Maybe it's just me because maybe this is what she means. I feel that promo came off very heelish last night. Some
3: of her stuff that she says doesn't make sense. Like I keep hearing her say this. She keeps saying that she wants to pay debts to people that did her wrong. Like, but Asuka never did her wrong though. She just beat her in a match. Like no, if but you're the talking whole thing
0: about Oscar, was she couldn't beat Oscar? That's that's what that was always about. Yeah,
3: I guess. Did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what that was about, that she hadn't beaten Oscar, and, you know, that was the one thing for all the stuff she did in 2019, she never came back to be able to do. And that I'm okay with. I, I felt that story was one of the best things they've put together in a long, long time. The only problem with that is I have a feeling it's going to be repetitive once she gets into her... Mentality. Once she gets into the angle with, um, with Shayna, I feel that's gonna be that's going And I'm get...
3: convinced that that, and I'm convinced that, that match is not gonna even be good because of what we talked about before. And, and that's not on them. That's on Vince because, vent or maybe it's Stephanie. Who knows? We've we've talked about this before, but they just have it in their head because it goes back to the Hogan thing. Is that they have it in their head that um. We're not going to have our top girls submit. And even though you and KME, because when we talked about this last year, you both gave great examples of guys like Hogan and uh, Angle and Lesnar and and Benoit, like really tough top of the card guys would tap out. And no one ever viewed them any less. You know, when Brock made Hogan tap out in the bear hug, no one viewed Hogan any less. Hogan was still Hogan. You know what I mean? And it's like these top girls, like and and the two in particular, they really go out their way to protect. Is Charlotte and Becky? While they never I, let I don't them see tap Charlotte out.
4: Charlotte
0: tapping out to a her, or the Oscar lock. I could see Shayna making Becky pass out, not tap out, and they'll do the whole Austin WrestleMania 13 story that Becky fought it, but Becky tapped to Oscar last year. That's the thing that gets lost in this.
3: That's Becky the one time, right? Yeah. And Charlotte used to tap I mean, but then they stopped. Like Charlotte she did tap out to uh to Sasha's Sasha. bank statement, but what uh, kind of uh, gets lost Sasha, there I mean, is they every kept two times
0: Sasha won the title <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Two or three times Sasha won the title from
4: her? Sasha tapped her.
3: Yeah, would you, Sasha tapped her. What yeah, what gets lost though is because they kept trading the belts back and forth. I guess yeah. people just forget forget that. But um yeah, All right, this right this here. it becomes
0: um, more about we, Sasha dropping the belt back so quick, but yeah, both of those wins, Sasha's Sasha's solid.
3: Right. You so uh, here are my notes um, on the uh, on the on the men's rumble. Um, but the men's rumble pretty much goes like this, uh, and we talked about this on the uh, PWP chat. Um, Rumbles are not just about the match; it's about telling stories. And the story for this men's rumble was Brock being number one. And from a kayfabe perspective, you're basically saying that no one's worth my time, so I'm going to be in this match and I'm going to eliminate everybody to further assert my dominance. And so the story for this rumble is could Brock last the whole time? You know, could could he make the distance? Could he pull the Ric Flair? And that's a cool story to tell. In order for you to tell the story, though, this requires him to steamroll people, and that's okay for guys like Titus O'Neil or Heath Slater or Elias. But the problem is is that along the way, while you're doing that, there's going to be some important people who are going to also be steamrolled. As an example, Elias getting steamrolled, fine. Zack Ryder being steamrolled, fine. Bobby Roode, as much as I love him, he hasn't really been that damaged in WWE fine now kofi and Big E and ray ray now kofi being eliminated by brock is upsetting but the advantage the positive is is that we all knew that kofi was not going to lose to brock what it really was about was fans just won like a competitive match so to they see kofi Big E, yeah right right so to see them attack brock and they got their finishes off of them which is which was fine kofi got the trouble in paradise that was fine Biggie got the big mm-hmm. ending, and the I think Biggie and Brock that could be a that could be a money match one day down the road. That's mm-hmm. fine. Here's where some stuff gets questionable. John Morrison literally just came back.
4: Yeah. Literally
3: just came back.
4: That's
0: the so one, him being. That's the only one I was like, are you fucking kidding me?
3: Yeah, that could have been anybody else. Not just that, but like he could yeah. do the crazy parkour stuff. Like imagine some of the cool spots he could have did. And the second half of that match of guys like Rollins or Edge or anyone. So,
4: that That was annoying.
3: Another one that annoyed me. Right. Right. Another one that annoyed me, honestly, and some people could say it's a lost cause. I don't think so. Cesaro. For the Paul Heyman stuff. Like, Cesaro was the king of swing. He was a Paul Heyman guy. And... You could have told you could have told like a mini story. I mean, obviously Cesaro can't eliminate him. Brock's got to eliminate him. But what I'm saying is, you could have had them fight for like two or three minutes or something. Um, the Shelton thing—I've always thought the Shelton stuff had potential. There's always there's there's a story there that they just refuse to 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 to, to use. You know, like one of the cooler but parts about me, Impact.
0: What gets me with Sheldon is you've used him as like a Lesnar henchman in the past. I think it was valid. Yeah.
3: But but they've never they've never yeah. gone like full in with it. Like one of the cool parts about uh, Lastly when he was in Impact, when they were doing the uh the Beatdown Clan when it was MVP, Lastly mm-hmm. and King. It was like MVP's the mouthpiece, Lastly's the monster, but King's this guy that's agile and versatile that you got to go through to get to Lashley. Yep. And sometimes King would team with Lashley and sometimes Lashley would do his own thing while King does his own thing. And they've always yep. like they flirted with the Shelton stuff, but they've never gone all in with it. Like why not just go all in? Why not just have yeah. Heyman, Brock and Shelton? It, it's different. I mean you could say, well Brock doesn't need Shelton. We I know that. But if you do Shelton with Brock, it'll make Brock's matches mean a lot more. Like what if Drew McIntyre yeah. has to have like a best two out of what if he has like a two out of three falls match of Shelton or something? Like, you know, like and right. you know, Brock can be like, Yo, Shelton, soften soften up Drew for me or something. So but anyway, I, I know that Brock doesn't need it. But I just think that the Shelton thing
4: yeah, it could no, make that's, things that's, more that's interesting.
0: To it. I, I can I can get on board with that. That that it would and it would also for the time that Brock isn't on T V, it would still yeah. keep him and the title fresh in your relevant. mind relevant.
4: Right. You
0: know, like yeah. let's be honest. You know. I think there's ten weeks between now and Mania. As much as Brock's gonna be on, there's gonna be weeks, Brock isn't gonna be on. Why not have Drew run through a series of matches with with Benjamin, you know, mm-hmm. just to kinda keep you know keep it going. you know.
4: I would right. do
3: that. Right. You know, so, and so that was cool. So, of course, this all eventually ends with, uh, with uh, you know, Drew coming out. Ricochet gets the low blow off of uh, Brock. And then uh, Drew gives him the uh, Claymore kick. Brock sells it like a champ over the top rope. So uh, that was a cool moment there. And then the rumble goes on as normal there. So really what happens yep. here is um, when the rumble match finally starts feeling like a rumble, it's already over <laughs> because so much of it was Brock just one by one eliminating people. So I can understand why some people could say that they weren't fans of the first half, but at the same time, I can't say this match didn't tell a story. It did tell a story. It may have been a story that yeah, you didn't care about because you don't care about Brock.
0: Yeah. It was about yeah, you telling know. a story about how dominant Brock is this way, whenever, whoever right. it was going to be comes in and eliminates um, mm. eliminates Brock, it was going to mean Brock,
4: right. that mean much something.
0: more. Whereas, you know, if Brock hadn't been mm-hmm. forcing, I don't know, what was the number, you know, 12, 13 people, whatever, and Brock only mm-hmm. forced like two or three people, it wasn't going to mean that much, you know.
3: Right, you know. You know so that's that, the uh... – Right, right. So, you know, after that, the uh, Rumble goes on as normal. And uh, uh, it was interesting seeing Rollins come out number 30 with his squad and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the Rumble itself was, was fine. And then in the end, uh, I, I've noticed this. They do this with Roman every year. It's annoying because uh, maybe people have noticed it. Rumble's like in the final two every year. And I, I do think it's overused a tad too much, but I get it. They have him as the final two that way – Whoever wins, the fans can cheer because at this point, WWE has become self-aware that fans don't want Roman to win. So they always have him the number two guy who is eventually eliminated. Um, Not only did Drew need to win this, I have to say that he really needed to eliminate Roman because last year, Drew just could not catch a fucking break. Every time Drew was getting something going, it was Roman that eliminated him. And the crazy part was, I know most people don't even remember this because it's just all these wrestling shows just blend together. But when they had that Survivor Series match of all people for Drew to be eliminated by, it was by Roman. And I was like, fuck, you can't catch a break. So for Drew to win eliminating Roman, like that was the best possible ending. He really needed that. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say an opinion. I don't – this is not a controversial opinion, by the way, and I have to uh, say this ahead of time so people don't think I'm shitting on the guy. I want to talk a little bit about Roman just for a, a, a little brief, and I have to make it clear. I don't hate the guy. I like Roman, right? Because going into the show, the rumor was that Roman was going to win, and then around the last minute, or as they say, in the 11th, in the 11th hour, uh, the odds changed to Drew.
4: Mm-hmm. Here's
3: my thing with Roman, right? I have to be very respectful here. He's overcome a lot of adversity. He's overcame uh, leukemia and a bunch of other stuff like that. Uh, one of his brothers, Ambrose Moxley, left and was no longer the company. Um, when he was getting his run, it wasn't going well for him. Fans were booing him, and he never lost his shit on Twitter like Seth did. So he's a really intelligent, mature guy. I like Roman. I got nothing against him. He's a cool dude happy he's back and all that. That being said, I really don't see the point of him being in a mania title match at this point in time. And I say that because this guy has had not one, not two, not even three, but four. Four mania main events. And of the four, three of them were flops. The first one was good. The second one sucked. The third one, honestly, wasn't that bad. But since Taker didn't even retire, and retrospect, it makes you look back on it and say, "What was the point?" And the fourth yeah, one with Brock what? sucked. Taker didn't retire,
0: but Taker's the terminology I, I, I the way. I, is Taker's retired from WrestleMania. That's fair. He's not working
2: ma-
0: Mania this year, and I, I think it's a cheap way around it, don't get me wrong, but that's the way yeah. I'm
3: having it explained. That's fine. Well, it that's, did retry- that's, that's, and I'm not even blaming Roman on that. I'm just, I'm not blaming Roman on that, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, this dude had four Mania main events And of the four, only really one worked. And the one that worked, it went over because he didn't win. So what I'm saying is that's four years that they tried connecting this guy. This year,
0: Chris, I've heard it's not – he's going to face Wyatt, but I've heard it's not shedding stone that he's beating Wyatt.
3: I heard that they pretty much want –
0: to have a, a well, I, w- I want to make
3: something clear with my wording. I want to make something clear with my wording. I'm not saying Roman can never be a world champion again. I expect him to be a world champion at some point. I'm not saying Roman can't be a top guy. What I'm simply saying is, is that as far as him getting title matches at Mania, at this point, I don't see the point. Because if you couldn't get no. him to connect in four attempts – then you're never going to. During those four my years of them failing, though, they could have did that with someone else. These, these are four years they could have tried to get somebody else over, and they couldn't get him over. So it's like, why are we yeah. still doing this? My
0: only thing you know? my only thing with this, with this thing with Roman, though, is if, if the plan is, and I've heard the time frame of one year potentially for Wyatt holding the belt, If the plan is for Wyatt to hold the belt for a year, would you rather, and I I know where I stand on this, him beat Roman at Mania and continue the run or face somebody else at Mania, beat them, but then eventually lose to Roman? I think I'd rather him beat Roman at Mania. And then you've got.
3: I'd rather the fiend. I'd rather the fiend just lose to someone new. That way, the person can get a rub. That's my preference on all of it. Yeah, but think about think about what
0: that. But think about what you just said and how this all ties into it. You want somebody new to beat Wyatt eventually, and get a massive rub from doing that. That's fine. Think about how much more impressive that will be, though, if Wyatt's body count includes. Um, Rollins, Miz, Brian, Roman, let's say Braun, whoever. Whereas if Roman's out of that equation, even if somebody else comes along and beats Wyatt, that shadow of Roman is lurking. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think I'd rather have Roman be a victim than you know, more so because what I would do if Bray is going to beat Roman at Mania and you're doing a draft after Mania, there's one guy you move from raw to SmackDown. And that's the guy that beats Wyatt and it's black.
4: That's Mm, it.
3: Well, you can do that. And the other thing too, that uh, about Wyatt, that they have uh, sort of booked themselves into a corner, Uh, another issue. And this isn't his fault. But this is really on Vince. What they've done so far with The Fiend, and I appreciate the storytelling. Every single person that The Fiend has feuded with, by the end of the feud, they experience some type of change.
4: change. Either they're a
3: face and become a heel, or they're a heel and never become a face, or they change or their they appearance. Change their or they
0: like Brian did. Or yeah.
3: something. Right. And so the problem with that is one of the biggest criticisms that Roman has had. Since the shield broke up is nothing's changed. Rollins changed his look, his there gimmick. Ambrose when he was there changed his look and gimmick. Roman has been the same. So if you do Roman fiend, you have to go through with it. And if they mm-hmm. don't, then that's going to that heat is gonna fall back on Roman, which isn't Roman's fault. But that but and,
0: and it started, I'll tell you something right now. It started Sunday night, and it even continued last night. Because when Edge mentioned Roman, that crowd right. booed. And
3: so if you do, so if you do Roman, the theme, reason why Roman you got
0: cheered when he beat Corbin was not because people were cheering Roman. It's because a lot of people realized this probably means he's not winning the Rumble. Because they usually don't let you right. go two and zero. You usually don't do both. If right. you lose, then right. you got win. But if you win, you don't win.
3: The you know, so. Is... That's yeah, the risk you take when you do Roman Fiends. So, so if you do that, well, well, let me rephrase this, John. It's always going to happen around Mania season. Because around Mania season, more than any other time of year, that's when fans want something different, something yeah. fresh. Any other time of year, whatever, fine, we'll accept it. But Mania, that's the, that's the biggest time of the year for WWE. That's when oh, the most eyes are on did, the product.
0: And that's why what they did Sunday night with Drew is a home run. Right.
3: Because, right.
0: you know, if you would have had Roman win, okay, even though he wouldn't have faced Lesnar, it would have been like, oh, it's the same shit all over again. Now you had Drew win, okay?
4: All right. Now
0: yeah. it's going to be, you know, now it's like, okay, this is cool. They, they, You know, Drew Brock, I mean, especially the way it was done with the way Drew eliminated him and the, the constant Staring at him and all that stuff. And the fact that Drew, like you said, eliminated Roman. So all those people who from last year remember Roman constantly going over on Drew, now they got to see Drew get it back on Roman finally. You know,
3: right? this
0: this was great.
3: But that's the one thing I I have to put emphasis on. If if you do roman Fiend, you have to go through with this. Like I said, it's, it's hard. But they booked that on themselves by, and again, I like it because it's different. Every Everyone he feuds, they experience a change. Obviously, yeah. they're not going to turn around no, the heel. Hard, I, I, because don't ex- if Roman beats, I don't think ex-
0: If Roman beats Wyatt, Roman's not going to change. You need Wyatt to right. beat him at Mania, and something, even if it means he loses the vest, something has got to be different coming out of it. You are one Here's what you can do. Right. Here's,
3: here's, what, here's off the top of my head. You could like, I uh, know this is kind of silly because most people think the angle is kind of shit. Take a page from the Nightmare Collective on AEW, where Brandy gets that razor and like cuts off people's hair. Roman's hair is perfect. It's just the right length, where if you were to pull his hair and just cut it, he would kind of have like the buzz cut look. You know what I mean? Like like how John Cena used to have it, like when he like when he was the prototype, that kind of look. Yeah. He could cut. He he doesn't have to be bald. But you could cut no. off the long hair. You could you could he would he yeah, he would look like the real. He, Yeah, he would have like the real cut. Um I you could get rid of the vat
0: There you go. It's that yeah. I cut Samson's yeah. hair. That old story you when that. you were kids. Yeah.
3: Right.
4: Something you like could, that. You could do I, that. I, I yeah. Do that. Yeah, that's get rid that's of the vest. My whole
0: thing is that Yeah, something. Something, but and you know Yeah. That's what it is. And then you know, that's fine because if you have Wyatt beat Roman at I mean, lose to Roman at Mania, let's be honest. We know what's going to happen. There's going to be three months of Roman beating Wyatt, and then The Fiend is yeah. dead. It's DOA. Pretty much. It's done. You know, I, I want, you know, you know, they, you
3: know. And what also Roman, hurts Roman, too. He's it had really a lot of time to think. To so so maybe Roman's had some time to think about some new stuff. But one of the main things that's really, well, not in recent months, but, like, I'm, I'm more so talking about, like, during his, what's the better example of this? Um, that time period during WrestleMania 32, uh, whatever year that was, 2016, I think. Okay, 2016, okay. Uh, yeah, one of the things that really hurt Roman, and a lot of people do this, but he stands out like a sore thumb. What really hurts him is he's one of those, you know, like there's a criticism in wrestling today of people that spam finishers, right? Like, you know, for instance, everyone's using destroyers, everyone's using super kicks, or there might be people that use their finisher multiple times. Like, you know, Nitel uses Destino two or three times. Uh, Rollins may use the stomp two or three times. Brian may use the knee two or three times or whatever. During that period of time, like when Roman was uh, after the Triple H feud, whether he was fighting like AJ or whoever, they would hit like Roman with everything, like the kitchen sink. Like, like for instance, the Roman AJ stuff. AJ hit him like with uh, two phenomenal forms, a styles clash, a springboard 450, four or five chair shots. But then Roman hits one spear and like that's it. and it wasn't even like a super spear it wasn't like a spear off the top rope or like a i'm going to spear you through a glass like how rhino or Goldberg. would it was just like no just a simple spear and what's going to kill roman i'm not saying this is going to happen but what's going to kill roman is when you have guys like rollins who hit like 10 curb stops on the theme and it doesn't work you have brian hit like four or five running knees, it doesn't work. And during this time, whoever the fiend fused with to, up to mania, they're going to hit their finishers on the fiend, and it doesn't work. If you do all that, and then Roman just hits him with one spear, and that's it, you're going to, go, you're going to be right back to oh, where yeah. we were. You, you see oh, what I'm yeah. saying? So maybe Roman uh, has some time to think of some new moves. Maybe he some, has like a... That's
0: some news developing. Okay. As, soon as, as soon as you're done with that. Uh, a couple things. Oh, Looks like Joe okay. suffered a concussion last night. Uh yeah, no word so. yet on, on the severity. And well here we go. What did we just say?
3: What about Joe?
0: Charlotte's gonna be Charlotte's going to NXT this week.
3: Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Um, Joe, but we could talk I'll talk about Joe first. Uh guys like Joe and uh Champa, those two in particular, uh those two stand out. Joe and Champa have been through a lot of wars, and unfortunately, um, those are two guys who have been very. It's, it all it's, it, it's all thanks to CM Punk and Daniel Bryan because of what they did. WWE was able to open their eyes because for many years, certain types of talents would never get hired by WWE, and so Joe and Champa are two guys who have finally reached the dream, the pinnacle of being able to perform in a WWE ring, unfortunately, it's happened past their prime. Um, Joe and Champa have a lot of injuries. And so, unfortunately, especially for Joe, um, like Kenta, he just can't seem to catch a break. And so I don't think that he's ever going to be a world champion in WWE. But that's okay because he's a great talker and um you know one day when he hangs it up i could see him being on commentary i could still oh, yeah, see him being a us champion those few, again those
0: few weeks yeah those few weeks he was right. on raw he was fa- he was fantastic um, I, could, I
3: could see him being a U.S. champ again. I could see him somehow being intercontinental champion. Um, that's why I like when Ciampa said that he prefers to stay in NXT. Like, I believe him because I know how his body is. His body just won't be well, able yeah, to handle
0: yeah. and that, a, and a main roster is. I, I'm schedule. That up. I've been meaning to talk about that for a, about a month since it happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of people took that as, oh, look, Ciampa didn't want to go to the main roster. He knows it's far. That was not... Right. You've got to read more than a headline. That was not what Ciampa said at all. Ciampa said exactly mm-hmm. what you just said, that he knows his body can't handle that schedule. And he right. knows where he's mm-hmm. at. That's why mm-hmm. he said he would not go to the main roster.
3: That's why. Then you have other guys who are older like Bobby Roode. But the thing about Bobby is Bobby wrestled a very safe – uh, Randy orton esh style. So even yeah. though he's older, yeah. that's We're why his not, body is in, is in such great shape, you know? And then well, you have other guys, too. Like, there's, there's other that guys the, down that there. Is a like, wellness violation. <laughs> I mean... Well, <laughs> to be fair, that's like the first time I've ever seen him get in trouble yeah. a, at all. Like, he never had any issues with yeah. TNA.
0: And you, you so. know what it is, too? You got rem- to remember, too. It doesn't necessarily... Just because you get popped for a wellness violation, this is what people need to remember. It doesn't mean you took something terrible or you you right. did a drug all these things which there could be a hundred ingredients in them if one thing is on that prohibited list and you don't realize it's in that that's gonna pop you you know you know and that that's what it is it's you could oh yeah this is fine it's a multi-grain <clears throat> vitamin okay but in that
4: small list of
0: 900 ingredient you know I'm willing to bet then you a, that's what guys like Rude and Andrade got popped for.
3: Right. Then another one too, who's had his issues is uh, Bobby. Uh, Bobby Fish. I uh, uh, love Bobby. You know, he's had some uh, the real
0: ROH champion. Yeah,
3: he's had some knee issues. But then on the other end of the spectrum,
0: because he doesn't slow down at all. he doesn't slow down at all. I feel like he's still in
3: great shape. Yeah, he's still in great shape.
0: Uh, Fish, is, Fish will, tear, will tear something in his shoulder, and then he'll come back, and two weeks later, he's going through yeah, like a yeah. double table. <laughs> like, yeah,
3: yeah. Like, dude, he's slow,
4: insane dude, slow and, down a little.
3: Probably like, probably like the three guys I'm like – the three guys that I think are just immortal. i say like Fish, uh, Christopher Daniels, and uh, Jerry Lynn. I don't know where Jerry – where is Jerry. I don't know where he is. is, is he an,
0: a... he's an agent, or he's a trainer for AEW. But he just had, he just had um, some sort of back. Mm. He just had back surgery, right before the right, college. Right, right. Actually,
3: you
0: know. But then um, the op-
3: the opposite of the um, of the uh, indie effect is true as well, because then you have people who get signed very young, like um, like Adam Cole being one of them. So mm-hmm. uh, the Charlotte stuff, uh, her going to NXT, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, I would imagine if she challenges for the NXT championship, couldn't that technically be at a takeover? Would that have to be at a net WrestleMania? No, the, like, no. The that title at Mania. Mania. No, the, t- the uh. title shot's at Mania.
0: Be Belair's got the shot at Mania. This is what I think I could see happening because there's two takeovers between now and Mania. There's the one in February and there's the one WrestleMania weekend. I'm going to... When no, uh, no, is
3: Mania this year?
0: April, I want to say
3: 7th. No, 5th. Oh, okay. 5th, because 5th? I,
0: my son's birthday is the week after. Um, Would the, the takeover
3: 5th. be on Friday or Saturday no, this year?
0: <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. I, I think the schedule is Hall of Fame... Thursday, SmackDown Friday, NXT Saturday, Mania Sunday.
4: So what okay. I, what I
0: see happening is um, because Rhea's facing Bianca in Portland in February at that takeover. There's going to be one Mania weekend. I don't know what match you do if you even do a woman's title match at, at, at that takeover. Maybe you don't, because you would think with, with Shayna being the one that's gonna face Becky, um, I would say 90%, unless Ronda comes back. That's the only other way I don't see Shayna facing Becky. Um, that tells me you can't have Shayna on that takeover, A, because heaven forbid she gets hurt, B, you don't want her losing to Rhea right before, literally the night before Mania. Singing with Rhea, you're going to have Rhea go in to face Charlotte. You don't want her getting, heaven forbid, getting injured because now AJ's got the separated shoulder, Joe has a concussion, and EO, I think, hurt her knee last week or her ankle. It's that time of year where here comes the injury bug. Um, so you can't risk that. So, you know, I I would, I could see Rhea's going to face Belair. Uh, they'll probably do the thing with Charlotte in the crowd. You know what you're going to get Charlotte? You're going to get Charlotte to announce she's challenging for this title. She's going to be like, I beat, I've held all the other titles. I want this one back. Cause she did hold it once before, and it's early days like she could turn around and say like I was the one who established this title now I want it um you know they'll probably do the thing where she's in the crowd take takeover you know and you know the match will officially be made official that night you know um this is great though I'm sorry but this is a good thing you know you couldn't do this without Charlotte winning the rumble um you know because then it comes off like, it comes off differently if Charlotte doesn't win the Rumble. It comes off better, and it makes NXT more important. And that's not a bad thing that, you know, Charlotte could have picked any title, and she's choosing the NXT title. Um, you know, it's going to put a big name on NXT heading into Mania season. Because I'm sure once we get past TakeOver, you're probably going to see some Charlotte in full sail. Okay, that, that's a draw. That will help. You'll probably get Rhea show up on Raw. You'll probably even get Rhea to have a match on, like a showcase match on Raw. You'll, you might even get Charlotte to have a match on NXT. I would even team them together against somebody on either one of the shows. This is not a bad thing at all. And, it, you know, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm all on board for it. Because then it means we're getting oh. Becky Shayna, and it means Sasha's ankle isn't that bad, which means we could still get Sasha Bailey.
4: Okay, if you uh, tell me that, just, uh... that's the
0: three... Hang on. If that's the three women's matches, plus you're going to get a tag title match, and you're going to get the Battle Royal, that's five women's matches on Mania, that's fine. That is perfect representation. I don't want to hear shit. Fucking stupid-ass, ugly... Puke bad, Kristen Ashley can shut her fucking Twitter, and you know what?
4: That's it.
3: Okay, uh, we just had K M E uh, call in. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, bring K M E in.
1: <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> what's hey, up what's
4: here?
3: up? <laughs> yeah,
1: just uh, listening to you guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
3: uh, how you been, uh, K M E? How how are things going on your end?
1: There, outside of the the Kobe stuff out here, it's been it's been okay. You know that's that really kind of you know threw me for a loop. You know, um, so you know I'm just kind of you know going going getting back to normal today. I didn't call off of work or anything, but you know, so now. Dude, I got I want to
0: one thing though, because I know you're yeah. right there in the heart of it. And it's one thing the way it's coming off on TV and social media,
1: but what is it like out there right now? So it's it's like a somber mood. Like I went by the Staples Center yesterday, and people are still out there. I I, I bet you anything they're out there today, and they were just kind of like congregating and sharing mm-hmm. Kobe stories and stuff. And then at school today. Or not today. Yesterday, when I was at school, you know, the my students were real. Just, you know, everybody was taken aback by this one, you know, because it, it was, you know, like we have a lot of LA people that that die, um, um, musicians, whoever, um, even other wrestler deaths. They're all sad, but in some way or in some way or fashion. With with the exception of things like Owen Hart and stuff, they're usually a little bit more. There's a self destructive element to it where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I saw this coming with Kobe. Like it's like if 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 a tragedy di- like this didn't happen, you know, you, like I could almost guarantee you he would have outlived me. You know, <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those those. Hard to digest things out here, and like this is, you know, this was that was our guy, you know, and for even a lot of Laker fans out here, they it it took them a while to even accept like, um, LeBron, you know, like it was like what Le, Kobe was still the guy. It wasn't until right. Kobe said it was okay to cheer for LeBron that a lot of the fans. Got on board with it, so you know it's 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 tough on a lot of people out here. This people are taking it very very personally, and I'm what you know um, already. Yeah.
0: What was the dynamic with the reporting? Because that's one of the things, at least on the nationwide side of things, there was a lot of conflicting information. Yeah, um, who was on the helicopter? Who wasn't? You know, is this the footage of the crash? No, it's not. You know. I mean, I know nationally, um, it took ESPN, the NBA network, and all the major news networks at least 30 minutes, if not longer, to cut into their programming Sunday um, Mm -hmm. to even announce that something happened, much less the details of it. Um, What was it? I mean, did it? Spread
1: a little quicker out there, or you know, yeah. With- I think a, a lot of the newscasters out here were in denial, so some of them took longer than or, others. Like KNBC reported it pretty fast, everyone else was just kind of trying to wait it out. Like when I woke up on Sunday morning, um, I was talking to my girlfriend, it was super, super, super foggy Sunday. Um. Mm-hmm. So when I heard the story at first, I was like, No, no one is taking a a helicopter today. I was like, This is just
4: not right. the day to
1: be doing that, you know. And then when I found out that it happened, um, it was yeah, it was just yeah, it was just so like surreal, man. And um, yeah, just in in the new yeah, the media kind of. They were all over the place with this one. TMZ, I think, was was kind of the first to get their hands on it, and then TMZ because supposedly
0: reported it before his family knew. I don't know. Yeah, that's what someone uh,
2: I forget who
0: who who reported that. Someone said that TMZ like really jumped the gun on this. That his family. Yeah,
3: what happened yeah. was they know posted. If that means, I don't they know they if, posted the link.
0: I don't know if they posted that means the link at a
3: like a for his, three, like, not, not three, family. like two fifteen.
0: I don't know if yeah, that so, means his wife before his wife knew, but they were saying that TMZ posted it before his family knew. Family's a broad right. word. I don't. I don't know what, you know, what makes up that dynamic. I mean, I can't see TMZ knowing before
1: his wife. I, I just can't. Well, so this, so this is well, this is how they know before his wife, um, and how they know before everybody because Harvey Levin. Worked in the courts out here, and he worked with the police department—not like for the police department, but worked right. with them. But Wasn't he on like a, a lawyer or something? Yeah, he's a lawyer, and they give—they give him cases before anybody else gets them, and he—he—he's got a lot of hands at with the LAPD, right. the like, fire isn't he department, he almost like and the a sheriff consultant
0: department. or something. In some yes. like I had heard that that like yes. they'll give him a case. For him to give like his knowledge on it or like an opinion on it, and the problem is he's putting it on the website before he even
1: reads it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's he, you know he's got it in, man. That's the He's uh, he's got several we ones got a, out uh, here. So we yeah.
3: we got a so. different uh, area code from a uh, 310. That's not you. Let's see who this one is. Uh, one second. This is an area code 310. Uh, you're on unpopular.
2: Hey guys, it's Tom. How you doing? I'm literally driving into work and calling to talk about the rumble, but it sounds like you're talking about Kobe. I'm actually calling
3: from uh this area. So um, Oh we the Los Angeles, so yeah. You, oh cool. You're in the same nah, area but, that K E's in. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, it's like I don't know. That what's
2: the best way to put it? I, I didn't I'm uh thirty two years old and like you know, the first thing that kind of crossed my mind was like, I didn't, I didn't think that a someone I didn't know personally, right, like passing away, mm-hmm. impact me in such a way. But I guess when I think about it, it's like the best way for me to explain it in like a short way is just like it was almost like my childhood dying. Like I don't even know how. Like it was just, you know, yeah, I get that. He, he, I get that. Kobe, it's a big part of your childhood, Kobe, yeah. Yeah, and he just – he existed in this time where it was like when Jordan was around, like we had so little access to these guys that Jordan was Mm -hmm. like a mythical figure. You could barely even believe he was a real human, right? And then nowadays, you know, for better or worse, these athletes don't go 10 minutes without Instagramming something or tweeting what's on their mind. And so we almost know too much about them. And Kobe just existed at this really interesting intersection where – the internet was coming up. We were starting to get more access to these guys, um, but we didn't have so much access with like Twitter and all this other stuff that their myth couldn't, you know, you could still believe anything you heard about Kobe, right? Like I heard someone say yesterday, like kind of as a joke, that like if you heard Kobe was talking to Walt Disney's frozen head or something, like somewhere like, you know, like a couple of years back, you might've actually believed it, right? Like, and so, um, you know, we, 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 like, knew just enough about the guy to make him seem like a relatable, vulnerable human. Like, we saw him be, like, the cocky young guy who won three titles immediately. We saw his fall from grace. We saw his middle period where, like, he was, like, the lone gunner who got exactly what he wanted and then realized that wasn't what he wanted. And then we saw, like, his second act of, like, bringing a team back to another title. And then we saw him turn into this, like, old head, you know? And it's just, like... Way too early. Gone
4: way too early. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Just sucks. Just sucks. Yep. Yep. Uh, I I yep, that that nails it that nails it pretty good. What um what about what was on your mind about the rumble?
2: Hello? Bad service area. Well you rambling. can, uh, you can on stay on if you want to. Huh? Hello? Are you able to hear me?
4: Yeah. I yeah, hear we you. Can...
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm going through like a, for like a minute like a really bad uh, uh, service zone. So I don't know if you're gonna lose me. Um, yeah. What, so sorry. What'd you ask? I lost you. What position.
0: was on your mind about the rumble?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, it's like, so I'm. Will WWE? Yeah, he's, he's Sorry.
1: Hello. Guess we're losing them.
0: Yeah. Tom, you we lo- we didn't get any of that. If right? you're in a better area and you wanna start you wanna start that again, go right be, ahead,
2: man. I'm about to be in a better area. Can you guys hear me now? It should be it should yes. be better. I agree. Okay. So I mean, like normally I'm one of the number one guys that will criticize WWE when they're doing poorly. And the reason I do that is that booking these matches is not that hard, right? I'm not going to comment on the women's rumble, which I didn't think was perfect, but I thought that men's rumble was really good. Like, I just thought they, for once, just sat back, and like, yeah, people can say, like, oh, Lesnar eliminated too many guys, but whatever. Like, you know, it's it's the rumble. One guy wins. It's been like that forever. There were rumbles where Stone Cold Steve Austin was thrown out, and The Rock was thrown out, and Shawn Michaels was thrown out. These guys don't always win, Um, and they built Lesnar up to the point that his elimination really meant something. When McIntyre did it, they had tension because we thought Reigns was gonna win. They kind of had like made it seem like he was gonna like like uh, he was gonna win, so that when uh, McIntyre won, it was a bit of a shock. And they had the Edge entrance, which was a total surprise and shock. Like it was just it was a really good Rumble that proves why. We were always so frustrated with WWE because they're capable of doing this whenever they want, and they just don't most of the time. And so I just – I thought it was a really good rumble, and I thought Raw has actually been a much better show over the last, you know, six to eight weeks. And, like, surprise, surprise, Mm -hmm. it's because they're not going against their fans. Like, they were booing Rollins. Rollins is a heel now. He has an interesting faction. People like to see factions, you know, like – The right guys are faces right now. The right guys are heels. And, like, I think the only criticism I could make is just right now, Rollins is so hot as a heel that it makes so much sense for him to have the belt. And because Lesnar has the belt, it's a little bit of a weird fit. But even I can't, like, criticize that that hard because I do think that with the McIntyre thing, they have a chance to make a star. So, I don't know. Like, normally I'd have so many – critiques to give WWE but I, I really thought they put on a good rumble the only thing I'm curious to see is they just they, they can't do Charlotte Becky again like they just they can't do that like I don't see any way they can build that in a way that anyone wants to see it so I'm curious to see what they do to get out of that and then if it's really going to be Becky Ronda and then how that's going to work because I just I just can't Tom, imagine are, they'll you, go.
0: Are, are you okay or against a small spoiler yeah. Are you okay with or against a small spoiler?
2: A small spoiler? No, go ahead, of course.
0: Charlotte is going to NXT this week.
3: Really?
2: Permanently? Piece it together. So she's gonna pick Baszler.
0: No, Rhea's the champion.
2: Oh Rhea's the champion. Shoot, sorry, I'm great. Okay. So she's going to take on that. I like that. Okay. See, WWE is like, I don't know if it's AEW, but like they're all of a sudden making rational decisions. I want to know what happens. (laughs) Like that's a, it's so weird. I, I mean, I've been a fan of this forever and I've come on certain, certain, certain shows and been like, look, like WWE has my nine ninety nine. I can sit here and complain all I want, but at the end of the day I like wrestling, so they have my nine ninety nine. I just wish they'd do a little better. It's nice to see them doing a little better. That's a cool exciting new match that I think we'll all be kind of excited to see. That's great. I didn't know that was but that's what do you guys think about that?
0: Yeah, that that just broke about a half hour ago. So Right. Charlotte is going to NXT this weekend. Like I said, you can piece the pieces together to make 2 plus 2 equal 4. Um, what WWE did this weekend, and even last night, and I know there were certain points to Raw that were a little like, uh, like I'm losing the Rowan thing.
4: You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, of course. You
0: know, but other than that, I thought Raw was, lost was a, a good lot. show. I thought Raw was a good show coming out of the pay-per-view. I feel for the first time, and granted, we still got SmackDown this Friday, so SmackDown could turn around and take what I'm about to say and completely ruin it. But I think for the first time in a while, in a couple of years, coming out of the Rumble, they are not digging out of a hole that 24 hours totally. earlier, they already put themselves in to start the WrestleMania kick. I think, like I said, SmackDown could totally take this and blow this up. I think for the first time in a while, they're actually starting from a position of strength. And that's brought through. That. That's Edge. That's this Charlotte news coming out that even the fact that Becky played a little, I'm sorry, maybe it's just me. I felt Becky came off a little bit dealish last night in that promo, that quick promo. I felt she came off a little, you know, is Becky starting to turn a little? So if it does end up being Becky Shayna, or even Becky Rhonda, is it a case of uh, Becky's going to go through this one again? Or is it going to turn into, you know what? Becky needs her fucking head knocked off. Um, the Rollins stuff, I love. The Joe concussion. Let's see how bad that is. Hopefully, that doesn't keep Joe out of another Mania. Um, you know, I'm sure eventually the tag titles will get will somehow find a way to get to AOP and the war, Viking Raiders, which is fine. You got Murphy. You got Black saying, "I'm done with this shit. I'm coming after. I'm coming after people." You know, which could be very interesting, you know, if Joe's out for an extended amount of time, does Black jump into the KO thing? I think, and we found out why last night, it's because of a suspension, but I'm actually intrigued to see where they go with this Humberto Andrade thing now, because I would think this
2: makes Humberto a bit of a heel. Oh, for sure. I think think about Mm. yeah. I, don't, and I and I would add one other one other thing in there that I think they did really well um, on Sunday, which was they pulled back the Fiend a little bit, meaning like the guy in his previous matches, like I mean, if you if 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 it had could could con, con continued like his first two matches, like what you basically would have needed a machine gun to defeat him. So yeah. like I think what they did a good job of Sunday, and I hope that this is permanent. Is they got rid of the red, which is good. Like, the fiend is like a supernatural, absurd character. We get that. But like at least that match on Sunday was like you don't need absurd levels of violence and damage to do anything to him. Like, they they played it up very well, which is he can come back from attacks that other people can't, but you're not like Running him over with a forklift, right? It's like it's like the Undertaker mm-hmm. was, where it's like to beat him, you need a Herculean effort, and he's very difficult to beat, and he doesn't come out very often. But like he's beatable by a human being, right? Like the way they were booked yeah. before was like yeah, no, they actually
1: yeah, they
0: they they kept him strong, but they made him relatable right. in the sense that. He didn't just steamroll Brian in, like, seven minutes. Um, Or
2: take 27 finishers. Right, and and the other part of it is, too, which they could always
0: hold him back to is, well, it it was a gimmick match at the end of the night. It was still a strap match at the end of the day. So Brian had, you know, the strap, you know, whatever. So, you know, but straight up, you know, Brian probably can't touch him physically. So, it, it, yeah, you know, the Fiend stuff, we were talking about this earlier, you know, what needs to happen with Wyatt at Mania, me and, and Toph are both in agreement. Wyatt needs to beat Roman at Mania um, Agreed. To, to keep everything going or else Wyatt's DOA in the water. Because if Roman beats Wyatt at Mania, you know, straight up, the next three months are going to be rematches of Roman beating Wyatt. And if that
4: <laughs> happens, Wyatt's well,
2: done. I mean this will this will never this will never happen because they will never turn Reigns. But if they've really had like I think there's never been a more better, more theoretical time that they could do it because I think Reigns isn't necessarily the centerpiece of, of the show. They have this running storyline that the fiend changes people, right? There is a really good make sense storyline that they could tell where they almost pull off a mania double turn where the fiend beats Roman. Like, and it changes Robin in this way. I mean, like, they'll never do it. we been talking about Reigns going heel for four years or whatever. But, like, th- this is one of the first times I think they've had actually, like, a really good, proper storyline that they've built for an extended period of period of time mm-hmm. that would make sense. And, like, maybe the Rollins heel turn gives them some guts to do something because I just think that's done so much for his character. Like, Rollins was – becoming irrelevant and now you know he's once again like the one of the biggest draws on the show so like we'll see but yeah i mean I, you, you said it really correct like they're they they've set themselves up so nicely and like yeah because that's the rumble is the greatest gimmick match in the history of wrestling i think it's better than war games i think it's better than Helen. it's like it's the best gimmick match ever because if you book it properly you can set up months of storylines. And for the first time in years, I feel like they did that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with with this new crop of elevated faces and with the draft coming after Mania, and this is something Chris um, talked about earlier, is there's one guy from Raw you could move to SmackDown to ultimately be the guy to feud with Wyatt. And that's Black. So if you needed to do something To tweak with Roman, and that's what me and Chris were saying. For all this to make sense, if Roman loses to Wyatt, something has to change with Roman. Something has to. Whether he gets rid of the vest, Chris suggested cutting his hair, something. Something has to happen with Roman. If you're not going to commit the belt to Roman, then you, you have Wyatt beat him at Mania, and then you bring Black over to SmackDown during the draft, and you ha- you build maybe at SummerSlam or later, because I've actually heard the time frame of one year for this t- Wyatt title run, because they're, they're still pre-ordering those custom-made belts. You can't have those belts get released when Wyatt loses. Um, then you could slow build this match with Aleister Black down the road. I think that's the match. You know, it, it's you know, yeah, it's got to be. And I know, I know Heyman will fight tooth and nail to not lose Black because I know Heyman's taking his time. But I think if there's one guy, because if Roman doesn't beat him, you're not going to circle back to Brian. There's not another big-level face on SmackDown. I'm sorry, it's not Braun. Although I could see them doing a Braun-Wyatt yeah. feud. Braun will not beat yeah. him. I'd be okay with him. No. I'd be okay with, like, the late spring, early summer, like that May-July stretch where they're kind of just filling stuff before they get to SummerSlam, if you wanted to do Wyatt yeah. Braun, that's, that's where you that's, do
2: it. Or even like, even like that. It's not, like, no, that's it's a it sounds like a super showdown match. You know what I mean? It's strictly filler. It's not, yeah, meant I think... to,
0: it's not meant to put the belt on Braun at all. I want to be clear about
4: that.
1: Right. I, 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 more, I think... Braun is in, ter- in permanent dweeb territory. I don't think he's even going to be sniffing that leather ever. Um, that's just me. It's <laughs> yeah, just because of that rumble last night. I, or I watched it this morning, actually, and he didn't really do anything of significance. Yeah, but you in know what? To... That
0: spot, that elimination at the rumble with, with Braun and Heath Lee was actually fine because it wasn't I a agree. case of Les- Lesnar just tossing them around and then tossing them out. It's, yeah. and they, they do this for they do this all the time and every company does it. yeah they did it with and, uh, it's Sean and
1: Vader and Yokozuna. yeah.
0: They did it in a sense where it was two big guys going at each other. They forgot about Brock and Brock took advantage. Yeah. It was you know when I was worried when Brock was germaning both of them, I was like, oh, he's just gonna pick these guys up and toss them. And when he didn't do that, I was like, okay, this this is fine. You know it, it was just oh, two yeah. big guys fighting. And Brock took advantage. They, they lost their focus for a few minutes. That's not a yeah. stupid presentation of somebody. Agreed. It happens. It's, that's actually normal. That happens. I am 1,000% okay with that. I, like You're I said, the only, I'm not calling yeah. for a Braun title run. But if you look at that face roster on SmackDown right now, okay, he would be the guy, if you needed something those dead months of the year, whether it's, like, May to July or, like, late September until late October, early November, you could do Braun Wyatt for though, during that period where it's not going to mean anything. Braun's not going to win the title, but it's just another guy to go down to Wyatt along the way, and that's fine. I think, you, Tom, you said that, or Cam, someone said, that's a Super Showdown match. Exactly. That's all yeah. I'm thinking for it. I'm not thinking for it to be, oh, Braun's going to get the title finally. It's you need a body in there to kill that time, why not have it be Braun? You know, it's no different like when,
1: uh, Yeah.
0: like when Kane, not these last couple years, but when Kane would get, you know, maybe in the early 2000s, whatever, Kane would get a title program. You knew Kane wasn't winning the title. But for two or three shows, the match, and it wouldn't have to main event, but it was
2: a it was a sufficient enough title match. You, yeah, I think you, you're you super get, you get spot on. No, I I definitely think that you're uh, a super spot on, and I think that um, hopefully they see with the fiend that like there's a lot more possibilities. I think like cause I like Roman, you know, like no. There's a lot more interesting feuds that could occur, even if we know the Fiend's going to um, win them, than if Roman is a face. He's going to reface the Fiend. You know, it's like no one – there's going to be a lot of feuds that are not interesting, I think. And I think that if I'm looking back on the actual Rumble as a quick side side, side comment, the only elimination that I didn't love was uh, the Ricochet one, just, just in the sense that, like, they botched – like, he is – I, I don't know how you don't look at that guy and think like, man, that he's such a can't miss, at least like upper mid card star that you can you can occasionally either throw in the title t- title picture or like give like a run to here and here, here 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 and there. I just wish they valued him a little more because there was no reason he needed to be flung out like that. Like he could have stuck around to the last five and like given like given like a Kofi Kingston type spot where he comes back in the ring and like it
4: just it, there was.
2: It's just, they're not using him well. And if they were going to use him like this, it's like, leave him in NX, NX, NXT, right? Like, so I just think um, him and Shinsuke are the two. But, like, you know, like, Shinsuke's been like this for a while. But, I mean, Shinsuke needs a Balor-like reinvention. So, like, if there's anyone, there's a couple guys that would benefit going back down. I just think they could get so much more out of them oh, yeah. from an NXT run than they are from their current roster run and then reset these guys and then bring them back up to the, to the uh, main, main squad. Shinsuke needs to work Brian at
0: mania. That's what needs to happen. You need a Shinsuke Brian match and you need that program to start soon this way. And just let these guys don't even have them interact too much with each other. Just have these guys go through, have Nakamura go through the shorty G's the Ali's the, you know, those type guys on the roster. Have Brian go through the Cesaros and guys, Miz even. You know, well, maybe not Miz because he's in that feud with New Day, but guys like that, and then it's on for the IC title. Because the story's simple. Yo, man, you fi- You have a belt I never lost. That's all yes. Brian has and to like- say. I want a shot of it at Mania. And that match, if given more than 13 minutes, will steal the show at that, at, at WrestleMania.
3: All right, guys. Um, uh, appreciate man, I just, I everybody I just, calling in. Okay. We're running uh, well, low on time here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for calling in. Uh, KME, uh, did you have any, um, you know, last things to add about uh, Kobe? Because you know, I know that was a big part of your life and all.
1: Oh no, I'm good, man. Um, we'll talk wrestling more with you guys next time you do the show.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. A well, well, lot more things are happening. And uh, thanks, everybody, for calling in. Thanks, John. Thanks, KME. and me. Yep. And uh, what's your schedule looking like, John? Uh, Thank you, to try to do it next Tuesday? Uh, uh, yeah, Friday, I don't see whatever. why
0: not. Um okay. Tuesday or Friday. I'll touch base with you. Let me see. I, I got to see because I want to get at least one, if not two, shows in before that February break when I'm going to just be – my hands are going to be completely tied because um, the kids will be home. Uh, yeah, I'll touch base with you. We'll figure it out. You know, maybe what we'll do is if we do Tuesday one week, we'll do Friday the next week, you know, just to space it out a little. But I'll touch base with you during the week. Tammy, a pleasure as always. Tom, thank you for calling in. Chris, as always, my brother, I will talk to you uh, this week uh, in a a little bit.
3: All right. Thanks to all the listeners, and I hope everybody has a good week. Everybody stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.